Blog Talk Radio. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Oh, baby, man. Let me get you started right here, right now. It's the Fantasy Football Insider Show, NFL Week 4 Holiday. Thanks for joining us, getting us started. What's the situation? Andrew Luck is out. Jay Cutler's in. Aaron Foster and the Houston running back is questionable as they are every week. We're going to break it all down right now for you. The fastest 30 minutes in fantasy football history. We've got an all-star panel. Nowhere, I mean nowhere in the nation will you find a panel of experts that brings it to you, the people's champion. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter at NFL Draft Bob. You can find us right here every Sunday, 10 a.m. Eastern style. And I do want to let everybody know about the new NEC Draft Bible. Check us out right now, NFLDraftBible.com, churning out the content. Can't stop, won't stop. Of course, we got London style going on right now. Jets up 7-0. Bilal Powell bringing the Jets inside to the five-yard line. Uh, Chris Ivory scoring on a touchdown run early and you know what? The other thing we're going to talk about, Chris Ivory, his running style, it should have fantasy football owners concerned because I just do not think he can sustain the season running with the violent style that he does. I think eventually he's going to get injured if he keeps running the way he does. He's got to, you know, take it easy on some of those hits. I'm going to introduce the stars of our channel, uh, stars of our show, the all-star panel, as Fitzpatrick rolls out here and – Ooh, Brandon Marshall drops the ball in the end zone, so uh, no touchdown there. We'll keep you posted with that. All right, time for the stars of the show. Always, always preaching from the good gospel of the NFL Draft Bible. First out of church, he's none other than the good Reverend Ralph Mancini. How are we doing this week, Ralph? Hey, hey, J-E-T-S all the way, baby. This looks like it could be like a uh, a whitewash here. London style, Joe, and I know uh, we're kicking off our start uh, morning, getting started right with the uh, fantasy football funk party. How are we doing this morning, Joseph? Not bad. Just getting ready for the Matt Hasselbeck party train here in Indianapolis. I don't know about you fellas, but it might get dicey against the Jags. Oh, and I just saw uh, the sideline reporter from the game tweet out a little while ago. She just asked Matt Hasselbeck if he's starting. He said, as of right now, I don't know. So could there be a Josh Johnson sighting in Indy? We'll talk about that. And who better than to talk fantasy football with Jim Day of Scout Fantasy? He is in more fantasy football leagues than anybody. I mean, anybody walking the planet of the earth. And we welcome him into the show Taz, how are we doing today? Hey, we're doing great, guys. And, uh, you know, I wish I was up in Miami Mike's with you right now watching this game. That's right. Broadcasting live from the VIP 72 Club Room. Of course, you can check out our new videos right now. We're launching them every day at Miami Mike's East Hanover, New Jersey. Come join in and get down on it. But now it's time for us to get down on it. Of course, we're going to have our week four stingers. And it's going to be valuable because this week, you know, if I don't know if you guys seen it in your leagues like I've seen it in my leagues, but the injuries, the bye weeks, it's all coming back around again. And Andrew Luck owners are scrambling. So let's start it off there right now. Ralph, what are we going to do if you had Luck counting on Luck this week? Fantasy football waiver wire looking thin out there. 
Tyrod Taylor, my stinger of the week, is probably gone. What's some alternatives here? Is Matt Hasselbeck going to start? He said he doesn't know. Could Josh Johnson get to go? What do you got here, Rev? Well, I'll tell you what. Matt Hasselbeck is not an option because that guy should have retired about two or three years ago. Uh, If you're looking for somebody as a replacement on the waiver wire, I would recommend, hey, maybe the guy playing on the opposite side of the ball on the other team this week, that's Blake Bortles. Uh, He's got some good receivers to throw the ball to. And if you look forward to next week, if if Luck misses next week, which I think he won't, but he has a nice matchup against Tampa Bay as well. So uh, I think that's a nice alternative. If you're in a pinch right now, Bortles should be available in most leagues. All right, so no-go from the Reverend on fantasy football value with Matt Hasselbeck here, probably getting the start, Taz. What's your take on the indie situation right now for today that's got the fantasy football owners scrambling to replace Andrew Luck? Well, I'll tell you what, they are scrambling at this point, but they should have been paying closer attention to the news for most of the week because it wasn't looking good as early as Wednesday for him. So hopefully they made plans before this because if they're scrambling now, they're in trouble uh, that being said, you know, there are definitely some guys that, that I like this week that could put up surprising numbers at quarterback. But if you're looking for Indy and Indy wide receivers, you might be uh, really up uh, the creek this week. Don't know if Hasselbeck, like you say, is starting. I do think he will. I don't think Josh Johnson gets to start there. That would surprise the heck out of me. Uh, but it doesn't matter. Whichever one of those guys starts, we have no idea who they have chemistry with at wide receiver. So for me, if I'm playing any indie player at all today, it's Frank Gore. I expect him to have a big game. I expect them to go to him early and often. Yeah, good point there by uh, the Taz. Uh, Indianapolis wide receiver is also going to suffer a hit. So, yeah, Frank Gore gets a little bit bump up in value. And now the news uh, coming down the wire just about 10 minutes ago as far as what I saw, Jay Cutler making a push here to play Sunday. Of course, we have our live Bears post-game show at NFLDraftBible.com immediately following the Bears game. And, you know, listen, the uh, Raiders have been putting up some points here, Joe. Uh, This could be a shootout if Cutler gets in the game. We just talked about Andrew Luck not playing uh, what are you hearing from Cutler? Is that a viable alternative to uh, plug and play here on a short-term notice? Well, I think it's certainly more viable than Hasselbeck. Uh, if Cutler does play, there is at least a shot. But uh, Oakland's defense, no joke. I mean, Khalil Mack playing with his hair on fire right now. They've got a lot of things going for him. And also that offensive line of Chicago looking pretty barren. Is Alshon Jeffrey, you know, there? I don't think so. So I, I still think Cutler's, you're just limiting your options there. But if, if that's your only start, at least get some points. Whereas, yeah, it's just a shame for those luck owners that Jacksonville's been but don't break zone. That he could have had a field day. But, yeah, I have no faith in, in Hasselbeck. Yeah, and, it's you know, it's a shame because, you know, the Bears 0-3 on their way to 0-4. They could be risking Cutler even further damage, like Joe said, between that shoddy offensive line. So just some hot topics coming down the wire. One more, you know, if you're an Alfred Blue fantasy football owner like I am, uh, you've uh, you've been enduring some fantasy football headaches, to say the least. And uh, last week, if you benched him, he went off. It's been annoying. Now, this week, you're, you're hearing Arian Foster expected to play, Taz. Uh, how does this affect the, the 
Texans backfield here with, you know, Chris Polk in the mix, Alfred Blue, Aaron Foster, even Jonathan Grimes, who is actually their most valuable pass catcher out of the backfield. What's the deal with Houston if you had to start one of these guys? Who do you like here? Is that a serious question or are you punking me? Because if you're asking me this question seriously, the minute Arian Foster steps on the field, the other three guys become irrelevant. It's not even, but don't we hear it's this not every even week, a discussion. Though? No, no, we don't hear it every week because Arian Foster hasn't stepped on the field yet. Well, <laughs> he's every week we hear, oh, today. Arian he's, Foster might if he's play, active, Arian Foster is going to be there. But you know what? The latest, I've heard, the latest I've heard is they're leaving it up to him whether or not he feels he can play. You know what? He's going to be on that field today, and he's going to be the, the running back for the Texans, and I doubt if anybody else sees even five touches with him on the field. You're looking at a guy who's going to go for over 100 yards and at least a touchdown today. Well, that's what Alfred Blue did a week ago, so I find it hard to all of a sudden put yeah, Blue on come the bench. On. Don't Maybe give me that Alfred Blue crap. Alfred Blue hey. had a once-in-a-lifetime game. <laughs> He's not even close to fostering Blue talent. Don't even give me that crap. You won't see Alfred Blue on the field today. Blue Man Group, Ralph, help me out here. <laughs> hey, hey, listen, the thing with Arian Foster is if he's on the field, he's going to play, he's going to play a lot. Uh, he doesn't want to come out of games. What they might do is maybe they might start off the first series with Alfred Blue, but then they're probably going to go with Arian Foster the rest of the way uh, just because Foster is the ultimate competitor. He does not want to come off the field. So I think you're going to see a heavy workload for Mr. Foster this week. Joe, first game of the season, you're going to see a heavy workload. Alfred Blue coming off a career-best game. I see a committee type of situation going on, especially Jonathan Grimes leading the backs and receiving. I see a, a definite, definite rotation, but Taz and Ralph are telling me it's going to be a heavy, heavy dose of Arian Foster. Are you, are you picking up what they're putting down, uh, Joe? I have to. Uh, Bill O'Brien in the past has always written a hot hand. As example, last week, that's why Blue got all those carries. He felt that was the guy. And if, if Foster's uh, given the clearance, yeah, he is the cow. They're going to feed him all day. And, boy, what a slate of games coming up. Falcons, Colts, Jags, Titans before the bye. I mean, Arian Foster's about to eat. So, yeah, I, I would start him and not look back. All right, there you have it. Uh, a couple other news and notes from around the league. Doug Martin expected to suit up against the Panthers. Tough matchup there. Eric Decker not playing. We told you about the Jets and Dolphins live right now in London. Jets did not uh, punch it into the end zone there, so they settled for the field goal. They're up 10 nothing. Miami still looking to get the offense jump start now. Uh, let's talk wait, about some of our... Correct one. Wait, wait, I, Rick, I need to correct you on one thing. Decker is actually yes, playing sir. today. Decker is playing. You said, okay. you said he was out, yeah. No worries. Yeah, okay, thank you for that. I uh, definitely, look, I'm scrolling down the news wire here, so I'm going very fast. I, I appreciate uh, the correction there, Taz. Now, you know what time it is. Stinger time. Who are we going to hit him with? We got a week four stingers, and in case you're new to the show, we'll go around the expert panel table and get a week by week stinger. Somebody who maybe still available on the waiver wire, still searching for somebody to plug in, maybe a flex option. Maybe you have one of these injuries we talked about with uh, 
luck or maybe you were counting on Alfred Blue like I was and have a change of heart after this show. We'll start off with uh, Joe Everett with his week three stinger. <laughs> what you got, Joe? It got a little taste of luck last week with uh, Ronnie Hillman and uh, Richard Matthews. So this week I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with uh, Hank time, Leonard Hankerson, uh, a longtime oh. bromance coming out of Miami. He's only 16 percent owned right now, and I don't know if y'all heard from Roddy White, but last I checked, he was on the side of carton of milk while Julio Jones is catching <laughs> all these passes. Hankerson's actually a decent wide receiver four and five, I think, depending on the league. Now I'm not saying this guy's any kind of talent, but he's a body. He's tall. He's getting targets. He's getting work. He's basically getting Roddy White's work. So right now, if I'm in a deeper league, I think Hankerson's a guy you could scoop off, get a little action, and what should be a decent game with Julio Jones getting all the attention. Okay, maybe stepping into a little bit of that Harry Douglas role that, you know, he uh, took off to Tennessee. It was kind of a little, little guy who needs help. Uh, well, how about you, Taz, Ralph? Feel free to jump in. Uh, how do you like that Leonard Hankerson uh, deep sleeper of the week play? Well, I'm going to well, jump you... in here. I, I mean, he got he has a chance. Sorry, Ralph. <laughs> he go has ahead, a chance to put up points. I, I mean, he has been putting up a few points here and there. And, you know, I just don't trust him. I, I, he drops more balls than he catches. And one of these weeks, all of a sudden, Roddy White is going to wake up from his dream and remember that he's an NFL wide receiver. And that could easily be this week at home against Houston. So I, I, you know, I'm not saying it's a bad call. I just, man, I just, my gut says it's going to be a white day. Yeah, I don't know, Roddy White. Uh, I traded him last year off in my dynasty league. I kind of saw a decline, maybe a lost step, maybe a little bit of arrogance too. On Hard Knocks, didn't seem to have the uh, passionate work ethic that I would have liked to see. Maybe I'm reading him wrong. But what's your uh, take on this situation here, Ralph Leonard Hankerson? You buying or selling? Well, typically I would say Hankerson's a week-to-week guy. You look at the matchup. Uh, but what I think helps Hankerson this week is, uh, you know, Matt Ryan's not going to have a ton of options to throw to. Jacob Tammy is out with a concussion. So in steps uh, Levine Toilolo, who is not really a guy that you want to throw too many balls to. So I, I think that helps out Hankerson. Uh, so if you're in a pin, if you're in a bind uh, and you need to pick up a receiver in a pinch, start somebody at the last second. I think Hankerson he can help you out this week. Yeah, especially in a PPR. Atlanta's playing some good football. Of course, Dan Quinn, Morristown, New Jersey, in the house. We had some of his friends pop into uh, Miami Mike's today. Uh, Jets with the ball again. Chris Ivory, heavy, heavy, heavy dose. Chris Ivory here. And, you know, I talked about it on the intro of the show. I'm curious if you guys feel the same way. And I'll start with you, Ralph, since uh, you are the Jets insider on the panel. I mean, you know, I watch Chris Ivory right now, aside from Adrian Peterson. I mean, I would say this guy is probably the second most violent runner in the league. Can he sustain this type of running style for a 16-game season, especially the way that the Jets have been feeding him, your take, Ralph? Probably not. Uh, He's always been a reckless runner. But, you know, as far as the Jets are concerned, I mean, they do have depth out there. Let's not forget, Stephen Ridley, uh, he might be back. He's going to be back at some point this season around week eight, week nine. Uh, So he's a similar type of runner if if anything happens to Ivory. Bilal Powell is is a solid running back as well. 
and and then you have uh, Jack Stacy, who's also serviceable. So I think what the Jets are missing, they're missing like a, a speed back, a speed option. But as far as Chris Ivory goes, why not ride him? Because they do have depth at the position. Then Joe, I mean, what's your take here? You got a guy, Ivory, his stock is at an all-time high. But if he's not going to be there for you down the stretch run during that playoff run, you think now is the time to maybe start shopping him and dealing him off, or are you just going to ride Ivory into the ground until he dies, and then once he gets injured, he has no trade value at all? Feel free, Joe or Taz, to jump in here. I don't think you can change the style. Uh, you just can't uh, alter what the guy's done and had success. That kind of like a Marshawn Lynch, you know, you you let that boy run until it breaks, and if you, the the better to let him uh, succeed that way. Because if if you start you know, altering any kind of gameplay or say, you know, we're worried about your injuries or move him, then he's going to be on somebody else's team whooping on you, or he may get himself hurt or hurt, worried about getting hurt, as, as silly as that sounds. But I think uh, you got a power runner. He's a violent, aggressive type, and, you know, maybe it'll only last so long, but you ride that uh, out while it lasts. All right. Very good. Taz, any, any thoughts there? Well, my my thought is this, you know, you talk about trades it, without knowing any info. It's so hard to talk about a trade, possibly trade him. You know, every player is a possible trade option depending on what you're going to get back. And right now, if you're sitting on Ivory and you're worried about him being injured, then sure, put out some feelers, see what you can get back. But I wouldn't trade him small. I'd definitely look for somebody that, that's expected to put up better numbers than Ivory going forward based on what he's done so far. All right, Taz, I'm going to stick with you. Joe mentioned Marshawn Lynch, and the good Reverend Ralph Mancini, if you paid attention to the website this week, had Thomas Rawls uh, as a sleeper play. So it looks like Lynch, from what I'm hearing, is not going to play again. How about this undrafted rookie free agent, uh, Taz, Thomas Rawls here? Well, you know, he looked good last week, uh, got 100 yards, plenty of playing time. I expect that to stay the same as long as Lynch doesn't play. Um, if Lynch goes in, of course, Rawls lose all, all value. But problem is, if you don't have both, then Monday night decisions are always a pain in the neck. Um, that being said, don't be, you know, if you start Rawls and he starts, don't be surprised if Freddie Jackson is the one who steals all the thunder and the touchdowns here. It could easily happen. We know he, he has that kind of talent. So, you know, it, if you're going to go with Rawls, then go with him, but don't be a afraid of, uh, I mean, don't be surprised if Freddie Jackson puts up a better game. Well, Ralph, that's what we thought last week, uh, little Freddie Jacks. We really didn't see too much of them at all, and uh, the Seahawks, you know, they're the ones, they're the kind of team that feeds the heavy hand as well, the hot hand. So, I mean, how do you see the Seahawks uh, backfield situation playing out in week four? Well, the way I see it playing out is, you know, Marshawn Lynch, uh, he's got um, multiple issues right now. Uh, He's got a bad calf. He's got a bad hamstring at this point. And I don't see the point in playing him. Uh, They have some big games coming up. I believe next week they have a a big game coming up against Cincinnati. So why not save him for for week five? You know, I I think that the Seahawks can easily dispense of the Detroit Lions at home with Rawls and a little bit of Fred Jackson as well. So um, put a gun to my head, I don't expect Lynch to play. 
Uh, and as far as Rawls goes, I mean, this, this guy's just an animal out there. He's a similar runner uh, to Marshawn Lynch. He's compact. He, he craves contact, so you like that about him. He's a physical runner. And as far as Fred Jackson goes, yeah, he'll get a few carries here and there, and we'll catch a couple of passes. Uh, but uh, you, you don't you don't want him to um, you don't want to fill his plate too much because he's an older back. He is injury prone. So why not go with the young guy who has uh, really not a lot of mileage on his tires right now? Yeah, and not a lot of mileage in college either because if you listen to the Draft Digest show with Joe Everett and myself leading up to the draft, then you would know Thomas Rawls, uh, you know, thrown out of Michigan, uh, charged, uh, you know, four four counts of, uh, you know, including larceny, got kicked out of Michigan, sat out of season, transferred. And, Joe, the, the Seahawks never miss an opportunity to improve their football team regardless of the players off the field history, they pounced on Rawls as an undrafted free agent, and here we are, NFL Week Four. The offense, Seahawks offense, looked like it didn't skip a beat last week. What's your take with the Rawls kids? At credit to John Schneider, you know we talk about never leaving a stone unturned. Well, they found a player here, but. I'm on the side of Jim's thinking that we'll see a little more Freddie Jackson in this game, and I don't know that we're going to see 16 carries for 104 yards. This isn't going to be the Bears' defense again, and I think the Lions have some modicum of pride uh, going across that front four, whereas the Bears have just uh, – it looks to me to be a dumpster fire. But um, I'm not thinking Rawls is going to get that 100 yards, but certainly a full workload. I'd like to see him catch a few more passes, which is why I still – I fear Freddie uh, Jackson out there. I mean, he's he's still going to be worked in in the passing game. I'd like to think, especially against the Dolphins, where they're, they're going to need some more points than what they they didn't need anything shutting out Chicago. All right, it's a uh, fantasy football freestyle show here Sunday, October fourth, twenty fifteen. We got the Jets and Dolphins live in London as we speak, and we're going to lose our live audience in about eight minutes or so. So I want to make sure we get in our week three stingers. Good to see some familiar faces in the chat room. Shout out to Sealy4. Tommy, Brennan, I promise we will get to your question. I know you have a question there. Also, if you have a question uh, that you want us to answer on the archive portion of the show after we lose our live, live audience, you can send that question over to our Twitter handle, at NFL Draft Bible. And uh, if you want to get in on the call-in fund, we do have a number here, 347-945-6275. Once again, 347-945-6275 if you want to get in on the hotline. Throw down for the showdown. Woo! That's what we do for the people style. Now, week four stingers. Got to get it in. The expert uh, scout fantasy <clears throat> week four fantasy Taz in the house. What you got for us, Taz? Well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to go against my own G-men, and I'm going to go with Robert Woods as my stinger this week. Sammy Watkins is out. Um, You know, they're not putting up – Giants are not stopping anything through the air. They're doing much better against the run. I think Robert Woods is in for a big game today and definitely see him putting up double-digit fantasy points. All right, Robert Woods, I think that's a nice little uh, sleeper, a guy that's probably still out there on the wire in many leagues. And, you know, every now and then Robert Woods comes up with a big 
fantasy week. So uh, you know that's a good that's a good pick in my opinion, Joe. Ralph, uh, agree, disagree? Yeah, Anyone? you know what? I I think Taz read my mind here. I also was going to go with Robert Woods as well. A uh, very efficient receiver. He's caught 11 out of his 12 targets. And, you know, that giant secondary uh, has been uh, just a dumpster fire up until this point. And on top of that, the Giants have absolutely no pass rush. So I definitely see Tyrod Taylor. Uh, he's going to easily be able to get the ball to both Harvin and Robert Woods today. I, I like that pick. Yeah, and we'll talk about Tyrod Taylor in a second. Uh, Joe, the, the, the Giants secondary have their hands full. Uh, Prince Amaka Nakamakamura is pretty much the number one <laughs> cornerback, which, I mean, just spells a lot of trouble. Uh, you're on board with the Robert Woods to make it unanimous? Oh, yeah, make that the trifecta, fourfecta. We're, we're going for it. Robert Woods is a technician. He plays all the wide receiver positions. I, I think it's just a shame he's on Buffalo. Were this guy in New England, he'd be a star, in my opinion. Hey, I agree with that. So uh, there you have it. Robert Woods, week four stinger, all upside your ear, and uh, we got 10-0 Jets over the Dolphins, 13 minutes left to go in the first half. We're going to get to uh, the chat room questions in a second, but I promise you our panel stingers, so we turn it over to the good Reverend Ralph Mancini, who puts out his fantasy plays of the week, and uh, that's something to our you know, all-access members, that's a great value. I mean, he's been hitting the nail on the head every week. He gave you uh, uh, crack at Gilmore a couple weeks ago, Devonta Freeman, when he went off for 100-plus and three touchdowns. And uh, this week he's got some really excellent plays of the week. He usually gives you one good fantasy play. He also throws in a sleeper or two out there. Let's go over to the good Reverend Ralph Mancini right now to see what he has for our live audience right here right now. What you got, Rev? Well, we already talked about a lot of guys that I like this week in terms of sleepers. I gave you Blake Bortles, Thomas Rawls. Uh, Tad talked about Robert Woods. You talked about Tyrod Taylor. Uh, we all know about Carlos Williams. So that leaves me with one deep sleeper, and he happens to play for the Green Bay Packers. I'm going to go with Ty Montgomery. Devontae Adams, has an ankle sprain. I don't know if it's a low ankle or high ankle sprain. Uh, that really hasn't been divulged to the media yet. But in, either, in any event, uh, Adams is not going to play. Uh, so you're going to see James Jones out there. You're going to see Randall Cobb. But you're also going to see Ty Montgomery. The Packers like to play a lot of three-receiver sets. And, again, if you're in a bind this week and you're, and you're looking for a guy who's going to get some targets – why not Ty Montgomery? He's going to be catching the ball from the best quarterback in the NFL. Uh, he's going back home in the San Francisco area. Uh, he played for Stanford, so this is going to be a big game for him. And on top of that, Rodgers, he really likes Ty Montgomery. He said a lot of good things about him, so you know he has the quarterback's confidence. So I think uh, he's a nice, deep sleeper, especially in a bigger league. Nice, Rev. Well done. Uh, Rogers likes to spray the ball around, and you know uh, Ty Montgomery a similar type of role as Tyler Lockett in uh, Seattle, and I think uh, Montgomery Joe is a kid you're going to hear more of as the season wears on. Oh, great kid. Uh, Pep Hamilton offense, so he is very pro-ready. And another guy who has more than one route in his tree, and a lot of people don't remember, he was an All-American kick returner at, at the early yep. part of his Stanford career. So this 
I think it's a great sleeper pick. And not only that, uh, how about the Packers? When you draft well, sometimes luck kind of falls in your favor. Well, maybe they didn't need a wide receiver. Yeah, they needed a lot of wide receivers with all those three sets they run. So uh, good drafting, and, yeah, this, this should be a good pick. And Taz, James Jones busting loose now on the dance floor, breaking it down, uh, explosive weeks, giving defenses something to think about, opposite of Rambo Cobb. How do you like this Ty Montgomery play here on the NFL Week 4 holiday? Well, yeah, he's definitely a good sleeper this week. There's no doubt about it with Adams looking doubtful to play. Um, they haven't actually said he's out yet, but just listen to him as doubtful. It pretty much says it all. Uh, so he probably will not go. And, you know, anytime you get a, a receiver on a team with Aaron Rodgers, he always has a chance to put up a big game. My, my only problem is, you know, will he do enough if he doesn't score to, to get on your scoreboard? And that scares me a little. Um, you know, he, he did right. score last week. He had the touchdown, but he only had two targets and two receptions. So hopefully that number goes up. It should go up. But at the same right. time, if, if the Packers get up to a really big early lead, they may just ride out Lacey and Starks for the rest of the game. And also the other X factor here, like Joe mentioned, you know, if you get points for kick return yardage and he returns some kicks, you never know. Uh, that's another area where he is a weapon with the ball in his hand. Whoa! It's the Fantasy Football Funk Freestyle Show. I'm your host, Rick Sartell. I'm joined by the good Reverend Ralph Mancini, uh, Rookie Draft Joe Everett, and Scout Fantasy Fantasy Tag Jim Day. Now, listen here. We're going to lose our live audience in 30 seconds. So here's the breakdown if you're new to the show. Uh, the last uh, portion of the show is going to be available on the archive. It should be available for you by 11 a.m. to uh, download or listen to before the season kicks off. We're going to talk about some things that are on our uh, all-star panel's mind. And also, if you go check out the new NFLDraftBible.com and use my promo code, get 20% off any membership. Just enter RIC 2015, RIC 2015 for that special promo code. And we say goodbye to the live audience. Hopefully our chat room people stay with us. And I know we had a question in the chat room from uh, Tommy, and we're going to address that right now, starting over now, resetting on the archive portion of the show. And here's the deal. Tommy Brennan, he just traded Le'Veon Bell, Allen Robinson, Aaron Forster, and Deion Lewis. In return, he received Jamal Charles, a handcuff with Niall Davis, Lamar Miller from the Dolphins, who's playing right now, and Latavius Murray, along with Amari Cooper, so he got a dangerous Raiders duo. Wants to know if it was a good deal on his end. He's kind of having a little trade of remorse, maybe. But I know, uh, Jim, you did chime in with the ta- uh, in the chat room already saying that if Foster's healthy, then you think he loses the trade. But if he does miss his more games, you think he wins the trade. Uh, I think he's going to win the trade because I think the Raiders' offense is actually going to be very productive this year. Jamal Charles is probably the best player in this trade. He's a game changer. Does anybody on the panel disagree uh, that he uh, won well, out you, on this trade? You, you think Jamal Charles is a better player than Le'Veon Bell? Thank you. I was going to say that. <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, look. If I'm trading Le'Veon Bell, I want more in return. Yeah. You know, go ahead, Joe. Again, it really comes down well, to I Foster agree. for me. 
Uh, he's the linchpin. If Foster's healthy for the rest of the year, I guarantee you he loses his trade. Sure, Amari Cooper is going to end up with better numbers than Allen Robinson, but not by that much. And while I like Latavius Murray and, and Jamal Charles, Niall Davis, he's going to be a hit or miss play, and Lamar Miller hasn't done squat. So at this point, wow. it comes down to Foster for me. If he's healthy all year, he loses his trade. I think Aaron Foster's a joke. I got to say, Le'Veon Bell, maybe he is better than Jamal Charles. But, but, but Charles is going to be a weekly starter. Latavius Murray is going to be a weekly starter. Amari Cooper is going to be a weekly starter. Lamar Miller is going to be a flex play on some weeks. So I think you're getting three or four con- con- contributing players, whereas he gave up one great player in Le'Veon Bell. Allen Robinson's hit or miss. Arian Foster, I mean, this guy's been a joke. And Deion Lewis, it's I been like a him. Joke. I mean, what league does... are you playing? What what league do you watch? He's been a joke. Well, Every is, time he is, steps on that is, field, he puts up monster numbers. How year? is that a joke? Sure, he gets what hurt. What has he done this year? Well, he hasn't done anything he done yet. He hasn't year? been on the field yet. Exactly. That's a pretty stupid conversation to have. When he steps on the well, field, I guarantee you he's going to put up numbers. And if when he, he steps on the field, the of the year, he's going to blow Latavius Murray off the field. Yeah. If he's hurt every year, even back to Tennessee, he never played. This guy never plays. He's a judge. He's a thief. All he does is rob money, and he's injured every year. <laughs> and I, I you know, <laughs> well, there ain't no the guy, bias here. The guy has The guy has nine touchdowns in three years. Nine touchdowns in three years. He's great. Come on. Yeah, well, Mark, you know, this year that he hasn't played yet. You know he's going to put up <laughs> numbers. And, and he had, he wait, as a matter of fact, he had 10 touchdowns in 2014. So how does your statement stand? In 2014, he had 10 touchdowns. Okay, what? Uh, no, actually, wait, I'm wrong. He had 13 touchdowns in, in 2014. Uh, 13, okay. that's right, because he had five receiving. I'm sorry. So he had 13 touchdowns in three years. I'm sorry. This ain't the Allen no, no, he had 13 where... touchdowns in one year. The other two years, he and was injured. And what did he have the year before? One <laughs> touchdown a year. He was injured. I'm not saying he doesn't right. carry injury risk. That's why right. I said hey, as long as he stays healthy, he wins the trade. Hey. That's all I said. Like, and if he does, he does. Hey. That's a very big if. If you want to bank on Arian Forster, I guarantee you by the end of the year, your fantasy football team will be nothing but a loser. Yeah, well, I, I definitely – to beg to differ on that. I, I have banked on Foster, and I have him in a lot of my leagues, and I feel like he's going to carry me to a, quite a few championships. So you well, believe I'm what you sorry, want. You I'm must sorry. have slept with I'm your sorry. sister. <laughs> you obviously have hate for him. I'm sorry to disappoint you. The guy is just an injury bug. He's like a mosquito. I need to swat him. He back. had 1,800 most... yards well, last year. What? 1,800 yards Four years and 13 ago. touchdowns. Last year, 1,800 total yards and th- 13 touchdowns. How is that a joke? <laughs> Please explain that to me. Uh, he hasn't played. It didn't, and he had 18. No, I'm sorry, 1,600 yards. I'm sorry. I'm talking too fast out my own ass. 1,600 yards and 13 touchdowns. Again, how is that and, a joke? And he hasn't carried the ball since uh, December of uh, 2014, the last time he touched the ball. But listen. We got to keep it moving and keep it moving because you know what? We got the fantasy football funk here. And we'll come back next week and I'll show you that the Blue Man Group is going to outproduce Arian Foster. And we'll come back and see. And we'll all have a party for the Blue Man Group. Uh, I'll bet you're here on that one. You got it, buddy. 
All right, guys, let's uh, let's go go around the room and see what's on your mind for the NFL Week Four. We got about ten minutes left, so uh, maybe a minute each. Tell me what's on, what's on your mind on the NFL uh, uh, calendar, and I'm going to tell you what's on my want, uh, mind. That in Week Four, we're talking about Tyrod Taylor. I think back a couple years ago. Uh, when the RG3 Redskins offense was clicking on all cylinders, I think back about what a difficult time the Giants defense had stopping RG3. And the defense personnel hasn't changed much now. And I'm telling you right now, I could see two touchdowns passing, another two rushing. Tyrod Taylor, in my mind, is going to be a top five Fantasy football play of the week, NFL Week 4 holiday. That's what's on my mind, NFL Week 4, and we're talking about Tyrod Taylor, top five fantasy football quarterback. What's on your mind, Taz? Well, I'll tell you, I I think it's always possible when you go against the Giants defense, especially what they're playing now. And I, I think he has a great game throwing the ball. Not so much, I don't think. I think he gives him a little fits on the ground. I just don't know if I see two rushing touchdowns from him. But I will say this about that game. I know everybody's in love with Carlos Williams. I don't see Carlos Williams having the game people expect. While the Giants' defense is giving a lot through, up through the air, they're doing pretty well against the, the rushing uh, attack, and I think that stays today. So I think Carlos Williams is going to have a rougher game than people expect. I think the passing game for Buffalo is going to do pretty well, though. No, and I agree, and I think you know part of the reason why – Taylor might have such a big game because the Giants will be focused on shutting down Carlos Williams in that run game. Let's go over to the good Reverend Rossman and find out what's on his mind for this NFL Week 4 holiday. Well, you know, just to touch on Tyrod Taylor and Carlos Williams, I don't think the Giants have faced a mobile quarterback like Tyrod Taylor yet, and I think the fact that uh, he does have that ability to run is going to help out the running back, Carlos Williams. But, yeah, what's on my mind is Mr. Drew Brees. Uh, he is uh, coming back. He is supposedly feeling a lot better. Just how much better, I don't know, and I don't think anybody knows. Uh, I would be concerned about Drew Brees. Last time I saw him, uh, it wasn't just the shoulder that was bothering me about him. He wasn't getting any protection from his offensive line. And on top of that, as soon as he got a little bit of pressure in his face, he just crumbled out there, couldn't make any plays under pressure against the Buccaneers who don't have a great defense. So uh, I'm going to be watching Mr. Drew Brees, and uh, I'm a little concerned about him. Well, let me ask you, do you think uh, there's some talk out of New Orleans? What's your take? Do you believe the Saints should concentrate on rebuilding their future without Drew Brees? Is that probably a good way to go, or would you try to – kind of reload around Drew Brees here? Well, first of all, I, I want to see how healthy he is. And I think this week is going to tell you a lot about him against the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, if he puts up another stinker like he did against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I think you should start focusing on the future. Uh, they already have uh, drafted a, a young quarterback, uh, uh, Garrett, um, Garrett uh, not Garrett Graham. Um, Grayson. Help. Grayson. Grayson, Grayson, Garrett Grayson. Yeah. So I think, yeah, if, if uh, Breeze proves not to be very healthy, puts up another stinker this week, I think they should really focus on uh, building for next year, I think. 
Uh, I, I agree. I think they should start building uh, without Drew Brees in mind. Looks like uh, the Dolphins here are going to get a pass interference call, putting them inside the red zone, setting them up for a potential score. Brent Grimes uh, did lead the game with an injury, just to keep you updated there. And as I stated earlier, Matt Hasselbeck, before you go crazy and jump on Matt Hasselbeck if you're in a desperate spot, you know, you got some leagues out there that start two quarterbacks each week. So before you go ahead and start uh, Hasselbeck, you know, there's no confirmation that he's going to start this game. I believe he will. I really find it hard to believe Josh Johnson is going to be signed off the street and in a couple of days uh, throw him out there to start. So I do think we'll see Hasselbeck, but no confirmation. Tannehill just found uh, number 86 Jake in the back Schoenberg. of the end zone. Jake Stoneburner, there you go, Ohio State. Yeah, baby, the the burner. And uh, someone who I picked up for a dollar on the waiver wire just just because of plays like this. Uh, Nice little fade pass by Tannehill on the uh, rollout, throwing off his back foot and hitting Stoneburner wide open in the back of the end zone. So if you had Jake Stoneburner, uh, the price is right. Come on down. And I know Good we're play call it was, because yes, he's sir. been a big blocker yes. for them. For So for them, he probably started out to play as looking like a blocker and then did the uh, cross pattern and then found him in as a fade in the end zone wide open because the Jets weren't even looking at him. Yeah, yeah and they were looking for the run, and that little fake handoff, uh, you know, I think put the Jets out of position there. And, you know, Jake Stoneburner, he burned he burned a 40-yard dash, if I remember correctly, coming out of the combine. His measurables were some of the top measurables of his draft class. Didn't hear too much from him last year. Seems like he's getting in the mix now, his second touchdown of the year right there. And we're winding down on the archive portion of the show. Got to go over to Joe for what's on his mind. NFL Week 4 holiday on this Sunday, October the 4th, NFLDraftBible.com brings you Joe Everett's Thought of the Week. I'm just happy for Marvin Jones that he's finally healthy, missed all last year with a foot injury. Uh, I think Marvin Jones with that super clean release he's got is opening up the Bengals' offense. So just with his ability on the outside, A.J. Green, uh, the stats are obvious. I would have loved to include him on waiver wire, but he's already 55% owned. And uh, I just think he's found that 2013 form. Can't wait to see him against the Chiefs. And then another player who's really grown into himself. How about Antonio Andrews? I wanted to include him this week, but he's on the bye, yeah. so he can't sting anyone. But uh, I'm watching all that Titans game last week. He is clearly the best pass blocker. And when you got the shiny new Rolls Royce under center, you need to keep the merchandise clean. So I'm I'm seeing Antonio Andrews' arrow uh, pointing up. And I hate to say it for Bishop Sankey's sake, but I'm 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 getting Antonio Andrews in every league I can. Yeah, Sankey is done. Yeah, he's the yeah. third yeah. best running back on his team. Yeah, we haven't heard much from Mr. Cobb either, but uh, I love Joe Everett because he never leaves a stone unturned. Digging in the crates, Western Kentucky, little hilltoppers action here on the NFL Week 4, and uh, that's about going to do it for another edition. Uh, Fastest show you'll ever find, the most informative fantasy football show you'll ever find, and it's all crammed, condensed into this nice, Little ball of fire 
that we do each and every week here, 10 a.m. Hey, listen, we appreciate all the positive feedback and support. Everybody's uh, dropped me some lines, really positive. I appreciate it. Keep it coming. If you have any suggestions, if you want to get in on the hotline next week, you call us in 347-945-6275. Otherwise, we'll keep the chat room open for the people now. During the week, you can follow us on Twitter at NFL Draft Bible. You can follow the good Reverend Ralph Mancini at Reverend Ralph. Of course, rookie draft Joe Everett is at Joe W. Everett. That's two T's in Everett. And uh, Scout Fantasy Jim Day, the Fantasy Taz, as we know him, is at Fantasy Taz. And if you want to get there with a throwdown, you can follow all our content over at NUC Football. Of course, the new NUC Draft Bible, www.nfldraftbible.com. You can save 20% right now with my promo code RIC2015 for the listeners. And the listeners only, we're also going to be giving you a free NFL jersey. Just email me your confirmation number once you sign up for the uh, gold, all-access annual gold. Send me your confirmation number. I'll send you an NFL jersey of your choice because that's how we get down here on the NFLDraftBible.com. I was your host, Rick Saratella, for another edition.